0: Everybody, excited to be here. Richard James, looking forward to getting started on this webcast where I'm going to show you how to develop 12 new referral sources in just 90 days without using BNI, Rotary, or other civic organizations. Now, listen, I'm I need to be clear. I have nothing against BNI or Rotary Club. I was a president of Rotary Club at one time. Matter of fact, I went to Rotary on my wedding honeymoon. Yeah, I know. Don't judge me. But I, you know, it was all about perfect attendance. And so I need to get my card stamped back in 1995. So listen, I, I know how these things work. I believe in them. I, I think we should do more of them. But that's not what this is about. This is about how to accomplish that goal without doing those things because, uh, one, they don't work quite as well as they used to, meaning the civic organizations. And two, you should only do those things if you're doing them for the right reasons and joining them uh, for the reasons why the organization was created. Uh, looks like we had uh, just shy of 200 people register for today's event. I'm taking a look at how many we have on so far. We've got about 50 coming on live. I expect everybody to roll in a little bit after this, and that's okay. I heard from others that you can hear me. Uh, that's great. And I wanna make sure that you can now uh, see my screen. So let me share my screen with you. And uh, if we can just get somebody to type in the chat for me that you can indeed share my screen, that would be much appreciated. Let's make sure you guys can see that. And I can do that and get to my chat. And there's the chat. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Francis. All right. Fantastic. Okay. So uh, the goal today, uh, first of all, I've got my video on. You, you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, please don't ask me what the Chinese letters mean in the back. Um, but, uh, I knew at one time, but it was 20 some years ago when I bought them when I was on a trip to China. I love them. Uh, they mean something like peace, love, and you know, work hard, and you get all the things that you want in life. But I, I can't tell you verbatim if anybody knows what they mean. You're welcome to tell me. Um, uh, but even my contact in China, who I bought them from, is is no longer there, so I, I can't even can't even get them from him. So I got to figure that out anyway. I'm happy to be in my new temporary digs here. Um, I am. Uh, I got out of the closet. That sounds a little weird, but my was remodeling. Uh, one of my offices. And so I was literally back into a closet working for a little bit. And now I've gotten into my temporary space until my new office is built. So happy to be here. Happy to be with you today. All right. Now that I, I think we're climbing, we're up to 71. So if you're just joining, um, we're today, we're talking about building referral sources. I'm going to keep going. It's two minutes after the hour. I don't want to have to do push-ups for everybody. My goal is to get you out of here in an hour. It's an hour long uh, sometimes I go long. I'm, I'll stay on and answer questions, you know an hour and 15 or an hour and 20 So if you have to j- jump jump because you got to meet with a client or you got to hit the court or whatever you got to do No worries. I'll, I'll get your recording of this so you can even catch the end of it if you had a bolt um, There's no surprises or no special gifts at the end I, I'm not trying to keep you on for any particular reason other than I want you here so you can learn the system because uh, this is a teaching webinar um, we're not here to sell anything, um, so we really want to show you what it is that the system. One of the systems that it is we teach around here, um, and so let's get started. Um, so the the first thing we need to talk about is what we're going to do today. So I'm going to do a, a three basic things. I'm going to talk to you about the truth about building referral development system, um, and the reason why it's important. So we're going to talk about that a little bit because I think it's important that you understand why we do this. Um, Uh, And then I'm going to go through the step-by-step guide, 10 steps to creating new referral sources in 90 days. Um, And we will uh, be able to show you. looks like somebody was able to draw on the screen. That's interesting. Hang on. Let me check the settings here and make sure that I can stop that from happening. Uh, Disable participants annotation. And there it is. Now we can't draw on the screen anymore. How about that? All right. Um, I mean, not that I mind your drawing, it was cute. It's a purple line, right? But uh, God only knows what you might write uh, if I let you just run free. with. it. Okay, so I'm gonna teach you the 10 steps to 12 new referral uh, sources. The sources is the key word, right? So 12 new referrals, well, that's, I don't know that I could make that promise in 90 days. Getting referrals from clients uh, directly or from, from allied service professionals is not something you can like turn on and turn off. There's a lot of factors going into that, but we can develop 12 new referral sources, which is really the key. That's where leverage comes in. We're going to talk about that in a bit, and I'm going to give you the seg- single secret. Uh, it's the most powerful kind of referral source uh, tool that you can have. Where they're going to we're going to flip the switch instead of you going, "Hey, will you give me referrals?" They're going to be going, "Man." You know I want you to tell me more about you and your firm and why I should refer to you because I think what you guys do is, is Really cool, and I think you've got it going on so we're gonna talk about how you sep- Separate yourself and set yourself aside. It's inside that 10 steps now. The reason why we do all of this um, Is for one fundamental reason okay, and that's because I'm trying to put you on the path to freedom and Now, um, for those of you who are new to our world um, you know, for those of you who have been in my world for a while, you've heard me talk about this. I, I never will skip over it anymore because uh, it's so important for even if you've been with me for 10 years uh, that you you remember why we're here. Um, we're-, we're here because we want Freedom fundamentally we want to be able to do what we want to do when we want to do it If that means being a lawyer great if that means being the entrepreneur great if that means you know doing something outside of your Practice building another business or relaxing on a beach while your business is run by somebody else. That's fine, too But we really have to define the reason why we're here. So this this idea is that we go from chaos uh, all the way through freedom and so you can see on this slide there is a a, a timeline that says now to three years from now. And generally speaking, when I find that attorneys that I'm working with start to understand how to put systems in their practice, they go from the desire to do it to actually doing it, and they start to see traction. It takes about three years unless they're just doing rapid implementation. Uh, And so they start off in this world with chaos where they're oftentimes in debt, uh, they're working seven days a week, um, they've got no time, they've got no money, and they've got no plan. Uh, they can't get home in time for dinner. They can't take vacation with their cell phone or laptop. They don't make the money they earn. I saw a pl- an attorney we met with the other day uh, was making less than the poverty level. Um, that's that's terrible. I mean, I maybe they they and by the way, they weren't in pro bono work, uh, doing it for free, seeing. Uh, law as a clergy and not saying there's anything wrong with that But that was not what they were doing. They were trying to run a business But they they were earning less than what the poverty level was is and so that's that's a shame And but it does happen and we find attorneys are in chaos often um, We also find that they move from chaos to what we call insanity Insanity means that, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. They're living month to month. Nothing ever really changes. Uh, They work six days a week just to stay ahead and keep their head above water. Uh, And they really don't have any profit. You know, whatever profit the business has is what they take from the business. Oftentimes it's much less than they should be earning. And they're not running their law firm as a business. They're running their law firm, you know, as a job. They, they, they got a business to have a job where they are now self-employed. What's interesting is I find as I meet with young attorneys and I was in a, I was in a classroom helping teach not too long ago. And I asked them to raise their hand if they thought of themselves as entrepreneurs. And only one did. And then I asked all of the young students to raise their hand if they believed that um, they wanted to go into practice right away after law school. And only one raised their hand. And then I said, well, of you, how many believe at some point in your career, you'll actually be in your own practice? Like you'll have to go out and work for somebody, but then you're going to go hang your own shingle. And 100 percent of the hands went up. So while none of them have the perception of entrepreneurship when they walked into law school or even when they were walking out of law school, they all assumed at some point they were gonna have to go open their own practice, but they they don't really know what that looks like. Uh, We find that if you do nothing, you get the same change. Uh, You'll have the same life kind of five years from now that you have right now. Um, But if you start to make really good quality changes in your firm, You end up with a a healthy firm that has staff that's running your business and you can work five days a week and get home in time for dinner and take vacations and and have your weekends and you have profit. There's actually profit in the business um, and it's, you know, I say some profit, but it it could be good, really, really good profit. It's healthy, but you're still there working it, running it. And finally, freedom is this stage where I say you have a a half a million dollars liquid and growing. The number of half a million dollars isn't really relevant to the point of like retiring, because if you know anything about finances, you can't retire in a half a million dollars and like not do anything else or not rely on anything else. Typically, uh, even at a 5% uh, drawdown with some interest, you're, you're going you're gonna to have $25,000 a year. Most people can't live the life they want to live on that, certainly in their 40s or 50s or early 60s um and then you work three days a week um and that's because you want to and you're working on your business not necessarily in your business and if you want to be the lawyer you do it because that's what you're passionate about that's why you got into law and you you do it because you want to and you have passive income that's the income that whether you roll over in the morning or roll out of bed in the morning you, you you the money is there and again that takes about three solid years of you know banging away at it really working hard knowing the systems that we teach and implementing it But but I have seen it happen in as little as a year Um, and and so part of this some people have a phenomenon where they just like really blast off Uh, and and they they just take off and they quickly go from chaos uh, to freedom. So that's the reason why we're here. Um Francis I see you saying that's still you I know but we're going to turn that around. That's the goal so we're going to talk about one more system today to help you turn that around. All right, so let's keep going. Um, so, you know, for those of you who don't know me or you're really new around here, um, why should you listen to what I have to say? Um, and I apologize for the squiggly line here. I just can't get rid of it. So it, that's just what it is, and I'm not going to stop the, the bus to try to figure it out. We're just going to roll with the squiggly line. Um. So, why should you listen to me? Well, um, if you again, if you don't know me, I did build a law firm from two guys in a room to you know, in zero dollars in sales to to three and a half million dollar annual uh, billing law firm uh, in just a couple of years, and that's a cool story. But the the owner that I built it with, the lawyer that I built it with, um, he was struggling in the beginning to not have time. He did, he could never get on vacation, never get along. He he actually made a reasonable living before we met. But after he broke away from his partner, and we built that firm to to multiple millions of dollars, he he did it in a way, or we did it in a way, that it was built on systems, and he could take a month-long vacation, and he could come and go as he pleased, and that was the real truth. Now, that's a great story, but inside of this referral machine, uh, what some of you may not know about me is, as I was in the funeral business for 12 years, I owned funeral homes. And um, I know that's not law firms, but we're going to get to that in a second. But know that, you know, I couldn't really hang a sign on the side of the building that said, buy one, get one free, and get any real results. And so I had to build my business by referrals. And so uh, I would tell you that I, as a young man at, at age 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, I was, you know, the president of every civic organization and church group. And and I would tell you that I probably did it for the wrong reasons, not the right reasons, because as a young man, I don't know that I was really that passionate about the causes that they were there for although i did really get behind rotary um at one point and and so i had to build referrals kneecap to kneecap and i had to develop a better way of doing it because i was on call 24 hours a day seven days a week my life was not my own my business was definitely in chaos back then i made a lot of money but i was in chaos from a perspective of my time um and i wasn't in debt um, and we did do well but we Time I did not have and I did not have any freedom of time So I had to figure out a system on how to do that But one of the best reasons one of the best testimonials that I think that I can that can tell you why you should listen to me is you know Tom McBride and I think I love Tom's story because um, Tom is from Alexandria, Louisiana He's been in business for more than 20 years. So he knows what's going on and uh, what I love about Tom's story is uh, is that from Alexandria, Louisiana, if you don't know this about it, there's only 47,000 people in that town. I looked it up today just to make sure I got my numbers right. About 47, just shy of 48,000 people in that town. And I get people tell me all the time, attorneys come to us all the time and go, well, this is all great, but it's not going to work in our town because you know our town is small or um, you wouldn't understand. I've got to be a general practitioner just to keep it going in our town We've got less than a hundred thousand people That's great when in Phoenix where you built your firm because you know, there's four million people there and uh, And it's just not true, right? You can do this in a small town And I think at the time Tom said he he helped, at this point when he gave us this testimonial he captured an additional 11% of the market so I want to be clear an additional 11% of the market like Tom had, I think 40% of the market. Let me give you a round guesstimate. And and after we were working together, he had like 51% of the market. So you really can capture a high percentage of your market, even if you're in a small town. Using these systems, it is possible. And Tom was already, by the way, on television. He had good lead generation systems. I think we taught him a thing or two about lead conversion for sure. But he took the referral development program and all of the things I teach about the referral development program and put it into play. I'm Picking one of those systems out today to teach you because I couldn't possibly teach you all of the referral development program in an hour But I'm going to teach you one of these things today Um, and so and and, uh, let's see. I see Billy King said that's what I thought my town is small and poor Yeah, I, I listen. I get I get it guys and gals. Um You're you're wondering why, you know you, uh Oh, I got a quote. I got a a tip from somebody. Close the annotation tool anytime by clicking the X in the annotation toolbar. All right. Thanks, Zoom expert. Let's see. Annotation toolbar. Yeah, it's not going to let me. I'm not going to delay. I appreciate the heads up uh, for that, but I'm going to just keep moving because I want to make sure that I get through it on time. Anyway, if you're in a small town, don't think this isn't for you. It is for you. Absolutely. If you're in a large town, this is for you. The system I'm going to give you today can work regardless of where you are. Um, and it's probably much more um, in line with what you were taught in law school. So this system's going to feel a little bit familiar, but I'm going to give you a twist on it that's going to really show you how to 10x everything. All right, so right now, if you're one of those people thinking, yeah, well, my town is small, or man, you just don't understand my staff, or man, Richard, if you knew my practice here, you'd know this wasn't going to work. I just I need you to put aside all disbelief and genuine distrust of all things good to be too good to be true. I work with been working with lawyers for a decade now. Um, I can tell you I know that you've been trained to think a certain way about certain things. I get it. I'm not criticizing you, but just for this next 40 minutes or whatever, put aside and momentarily suspend all disbelief, um, and I, I want to just know that you're willing to do that for me. So if you wouldn't mind, just in the chat there, let me know. Yes, I'm willing to do that for today. Yes, cool. Thank you. Um, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So we're going to start the same way we always start. So here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to go in, and I'm going to, um, let's see if I can't manage this. And I'm going to turn my mic off and then I'm going to, I'm going to have us, we're going to, we're going to repeat after me, right? We're going to take an oath and so we're going to do it together. And because I'm using zoom, I feel comfortable. I can do this. We're going to repeat after me. Uh, my business is not different from yours. Let's see if we got that All right. everybody's been muted again okay so my business is not different from yours that's vitally important that we get that right whether you're a bankruptcy attorney in New York City or you're a litigation attorney in uh, Pompano Beach uh, or you're in Phoenix Arizona or you're in Seattle Washington and you're a family law firm it just doesn't matter what I'm about to teach you will work regardless of your practice area regardless of your location all right but stay with me And, and the fact that you took an oath Tells me that we're on the right page together. All right. So let's break into it. Let's get, let's start getting into the meat of this. So, Everything for me starts and ends with the perfect client life cycle. Everything with me starts and ends with the perfect client life cycle. So for those of you who just for whatever reason have never heard this before or you're new to my world, basically what this does, this measure the number of leads that you get, the number of those leads that turn into appointments, the number of those appointments that show up to the appointment, the number of people who show that actually retain the firm, the number of people who, who retain the firm that, get, that pay their bill in full, And the number of people who of the people who pay their bill in full refer you clients now that's where we're gonna live today we are are looking at that conversion from the number of people who are good clients that pay their bill what percentage of them came as referrals that that's the general question that we're gonna be asking today and so the goal is to increase that percentage we're gonna talk about why in just a second but inside of the perfect client lifecycle that's what we're trying to accomplish now Here's the reason why. Cuz if you want true freedom while maintaining your ability to help more clients, then you must maximize profits in order to ma- and in order to maximize profits, you must reduce expenses. One way to reduce expenses is to increase referrals. And we'll talk about that in a second, but let me ask a generalized question for all of you who may know me already, so everybody else can know it. Why do we want to make more profit you can type it in the chat if you know the answer why do we want to make more profit thank you michael doyle to help more people that's it that's the reason why i do this listen i'm not i'm not um you know mystical i'm not new age i believe in profit because i believe the owner gets to keep some of the profit but fundamentally if you believe that your law firm is the very best at what it is that you do in your community and that the clients would be best served by choosing you that the best path for you to serve more clients as well as gain your own freedom is to make more profit. And one of the ways to make more profit is to increase referrals. Let me show you why. I don't like doing math in webinars but we're going to do a little bit of it today, okay? Here is the reason why. So a good, so- I, listen, I've worked with thousands of law firms. You just got to take my word on this. So an a, a average, like return on investment, right? If the pay-per-click guy or gal walks in your office and tries to sell you a pay-per-click advertising or the Yellow Pages or whoever it is, tries to sell you an advertising uh, schematic. If you're looking like at an average ROI, multiple, I would say a four times ROI is about average. It's kind of the sweet spot of what we look at as a good quality ROI said differently, okay, because this means that if you invest a thousand bucks, you turn it into $4,000 in gross client value. Said differently, if I looked at that, that means that 25% of my gross revenues would be represented in my marketing spend. Well, that's a problem because in, in well, if you're young and you're growing your practice and you're a new practice, I could argue that that's okay. and We could do it for a short period of time, but you're going to sacrifice profit if you do that in the early stages. And I'm okay with that in the early stages. But if you're you know, been a practice who's been around for a while, in order to get you your 10 to 15% profitability mark, I need to make sure that your marketing expense is no more than 15%. Well, if I'm going to get your marketing spend to 15% and I already know that on average, I'm going to be generating about four times uh, ROI on my marketing spend, how do I reduce it? Well, the answer is I've got to get referrals. So you have to get referrals in this business to make the profit you want to make. Very few firms can just solely buy their leads, buy their clients. Uh, I don't mean buy, but you know, pay for the leads and fundamentally convert the clients to the perfect client lifecycle and have a client acquisition cost and have no referrals and be profitable. It's it's almost it's almost impossible to accomplish. So getting referrals is essential. So again, we're going to be paying attention to this perfect client lifecycle now the reason why this is so helpful is these little conversions down here where where we see where we have the percentage of sets to leads the percentage of shows to sets the percentage of hires to shows every one of these little percentages is affected by referrals so referrals will increase the number of leads that schedule an appointment. They will increase the number of appointments that show. They will increase the number of uh, shows that will hire. They will increase numbers that hire that pay their bill. And they refer in clients or people who referred to you by somebody else tend to be good referral sources. So this is why we want to look at referrals because it just increases the entire process. Now, about 22 minutes through. So I've got, let me take a look. My gosh, we're up to over 100 people um and so my staff was just texting me it looks like they were trying to tell me how to get rid of that little annotation too thank you for that but i'm just gonna let it roll um so inside of this program today we're talking about building a referral system if you just joined me it looks like a few of you just did we're gonna now break into the real meat and potatoes of the step-by-step system okay now what's important about this is i'm going to teach you a system and I think it, I think an important warning needs to go out because there's a lot of thought leaders inside the legal space that seem to uh, make it seem like what they're teaching you, they invented. I think that that would be, that's wrong. I didn't just like invent this stuff I'm about to teach you. Gaining referrals has been around as long as I've been on this planet uh, since 1970 um, and the, one of the best books I read on the subject was from a guy by the name of Bob Berg. If you've not read Bob's book, I highly recommend that you do um, He doesn't give you necessarily this step-by-step guide But a step-by-step guide like this and there are others out there like him um, What I'm teaching was just the tip of the iceberg, but it is a system You're gonna be able to take and use today and 90 days from now come out with 12 new referral sources I promise you that that's a guarantee I'll make you if you work the system the system will work for you but know that it's not an original thought by me. It's something I've used throughout my career. And, and I, I guess I, I take uh, offense a little bit when I hear thought leaders uh, positioning themselves as having all of their thoughts be original. I, I don't, it's just not true. There are some things I will teach you or some sayings that I have that will be original to me for sure. But uh, building a 12-step system or a 10-step system on developing 12 referrals, I promise you that I've used this myself. I've borrowed some from think- other people in the past that I've used. And so this isn't a unique or original system. That doesn't make it any less powerful. I thought that was a good clarification because some folks tend to position these things as their original content. And uh, I think that we need to be wise about that. Because my point is you can go get a lot of this information uh, on your own as well. So let's start talking about 10 steps to developing referral uh, sources. So grab a pen if you don't have one. We're going to start going through this, and I'll, I'll walk through it step by step about halfway through this is good i think this will take me about 15 or 20 minutes and then i'll be able to answer some questions and i'll be able to stay longer uh, if i need to um okay so the first step we have to write down ideas of your best referral partners so if you've been in practice for any length of time you know who your best referral partners are now I call them allied service professionals. So if you're a bankruptcy attorney, that might be accountants. Um, If you're a family law attorney, that might be mental health professionals. There's a list for all of you, right? If you're a, a criminal attorney, that might be bankruptcy attorneys. If you're a personal injury attorney, that might be all other attorneys who don't do PI. There are lots of different referral sources that are good for you. And so the step number one is for you to start to categorize who these sources are. Now, I'm talking about inside of referrals. We're talking about the funnel inside of the referral partners or allied service professionals, not referrals from clients. That is a different conversation, a different marketing funnel, nothing wrong with it. But for today, we're staying inside of this silo of referral sources from uh, allied service professionals. So you gotta make your list of who these people are. That's step number one, pretty straightforward. All right, uh, wait, I saw some comments. Let's just make sure I'm not jumping ahead of anybody here. Um, so, yeah, there we go. That's where we're, okay, good, no, no questions. I'll keep my eye on the comment chain too. If you've got questions, you're welcome to, you're welcome to ask them of me. All right, step two. Build, buy, borrow a list. So when you're developing a list, whether it's a prospect list that you're going to send direct mail to, um, or it's a referral source list, whatever type of list, you can either build it, you can buy it, or you can borrow it. So let's talk about borrow it. Borrowing it means... That you go out to somebody else who already has that list so somebody else who sells to the same people you want to talk to and ask them to access that list uh, in my world so I will there are people who have um, an email service that uh, attorneys subscribe to so I will um, I will borrow that list. I will make an arrangement with that firm and they will send out for me through their portal a message about a webinar that I've coming up. Many of you joined uh, from a borrowed list like that. Um, Buy it, how do you buy the list? Well, you can go to companies like Macromark, that's a writer downer, Macromark, M-A-C-R-O, mark macro mark you can google it that's like a list broker it's a national list broker you can find a local list broker too but they can get you a list so if you're if you're a mental health professional you can or pardon me if you're a family law attorney and you want mental health professionals you can go buy a list of all mental health professionals in your community Um, if you're a bankruptcy attorney and you want accountants you can go buy a list of accountants and so on and so forth so you can buy these lists they'll be anywhere from 10 cent piece to a dollar piece depending on you know your price to limit, all of the the factors that you want and you can get really really sophisticated by the way that you buy lists we buy lists all the time and then finally you can build your own list and so the way that you build your list is is a number of ways to build it one is you can literally just have somebody go out and go to Google and google you know the the referral partner that you're looking for in your town and you could just go Take them off manually or pay a company through, a, you know, somewhere like Upwork. They're in India or whatnot, and you, can, um, uh, and you can have them scrape the Internet for these contacts for you and send them back to you in an Excel spreadsheet. You can also go out and you can speak locally at your civic organizations, or you can um, do lunch and learns or, or participate with other people who are already doing events, and you can present, and you can build your list organically that way. However you do this, what you need to know is there's likely going to be a cost to it. So it's not a big cost. It's a small cost, but you have to build your list. Either you're going to pay somebody some manual labor hours to go get the data off the internet, or you're going to buy the list from a company like Macromark, or you're going to likely pay an access fee or swap services or something to borrow a list from somebody else who sells to your um, existing the list that you want. By the way, as a hint, uh, typically in a law firm, one of the best places for you to get a list from is the guy or the gal who manages or services your copying machine because they know everybody that you want to talk to because they're already in those worlds. Um, so oftentimes if it's an independent and it's not a national firm, uh, you can do some arrangements with them to, to help them acquire the list through them. Uh, Just as a side mark, if you don't have a copying machine that you have serviced, well, then you you can't really worry about that. But copier salesmen are in the same market you want to be in. They they live and die uh, by referrals. Okay, so build it, buy it, borrow it. I'm going to keep going. Next, we're going to write a very simple letter. Now, this is not a $10,000 copywriting piece, all right? This is a letter written on your letterhead, signed by you in a blue pen. Okay, we're not doing thousands of these things. You'll see what I mean in a second. And the letter is super, super simple. Dear so-and-so, I'd like to, like to, how about that? There's a typo in my letter. Don't use that letter. I'll change it for you. I'd like to meet... That's really funny. I'd like to meet regarding a mutually beneficial arrangement between our two firms. I occasionally run into clients who may be in need of your services, and I'm guessing you have the same. If you're open to the idea, I'd like to grab a coffee or tea or Diet Coke, if that's your thing. One morning, either this week or next, I'll have my assistant Amanda reach out to you to schedule a time. P.S. I've enclosed a feature piece from Phoenix Magazine just in case you want to know more about me, me, my firm, or my family. Talk to you soon that's it it's super simple a simple single pager we are not first of all Allied service professionals don't have a lot of time they don't oftentimes like lengthy pieces it's coming from you in a professional manner it has to have that same feel make sure there's no typos in it my wife is gonna shoot me because there's a typo in this she's gonna be like she's gonna say why didn't you use Grammarly that's because I typed too fast sorry but I literally typed it it's a good point though I literally typed this in like I don't know a minute and a half or two minutes um, just you know when I was putting the webinar together for you this is it it's just a simple letter nothing complicated um, the key pieces to the letter I would tell you is I'll have my assistant Amanda reach out to you to schedule a time we'll talk about that in a second and also I would say uh, the secondary piece is the PS first of all always have a PS regardless of what the PS is always have a PS because people read them it's the second most read piece in any uh, letter but uh, you'll notice I said the Phoenix Magazine. Um, if you have a piece that talks about you, uh, if you've done a you know a vanity piece of some kind that has stories about you or your family or your firm, uh, it's a really good piece to include in there to give a little credibility as to who you are. I mean, they're going to Google you. They're going to look you up um, if there's any interest at all. But you know, do some of the heavy lifting for them if, if you have it. It's just a nice way to add some credibility, and it won't add any weight. To the envelope a couple other tips make sure whoever's doing this for you hand writes the envelopes don't put them through a postage meter and and through a printer just hand write the envelopes you'll see in a minute we're not sending a bunch of these at once secondly um, use a live stamp so I want you to use an envelope with your kind of indicia or letterhead or whatever on it I don't want you to send it blind I wanted to say from your law firm I want you to have a live stamp on it like not a postage meter and I want it to be handwritten Because you're sending it to allied service professionals, you you likely in your state won't have to put advertising material on it. Because you're not trying to solicit them, again, you likely won't have to put advertising material on it. But you should make sure um, that you have uh, this personalized feel, because it will get opened more likely. That's the first game. The other thing I think it's important for me to mention is, while this is a system and it's about referrals, you'll notice as we go through this, there are some sales tactics that we're talking about or marketing tactics that i'm talking about i'm not ashamed of those things they work um and so i'm telling you them as i go through here because you know why why should you you know not know about the little secrets that make a difference it's not being deceitful in any way it's just using the tools that will help you maximize a number of envelopes that are open which is really how we're measuring it all right step four um what should you include in your letter if you don't? Okay, so Jeffrey Van Doren, what should you include in your letter if you don't have a feature piece? Um, Well, first of all, I would argue, I would, would, um, if nothing else, it would almost be like a Christmas letter, right? Um, So here's what's going on in our firm, here's what we're about, here's who our team is, here's what my family's all about, here's the reason why I do this. If if it was nothing else, but a little graphically done, Christmas letter and, and I don't mean literally with Christmas stuff on it You know what I mean? if you've ever gotten your letter from your family about what happened in the last year It's kind of like that, but it's gonna summarize your why um, if you've done an interview with somebody on the radio um, About your practice area you can take the transcript of that video if you've done or you could put the the audio CD in the envelope if you wanted to uh, so they could listen to it if, if if that's another thing that you can do Any asset that you have, if you have a brochure, you can use the brochure. Like if you don't have anything, you don't have to use anything, but you could even go as far as like putting a tchotchke in there. If you have keychains or, you know, my grandfather used to give out babushkas, I don't know if you want to give a babushka, but my point is you could put in a tchotchke if you want. It's just something to to give some more three-dimensional to the envelope, also to give a little bit of credibility. So I prefer something that gives you third-party credibility, uh, no, for those of you who have a book, I don't want you to send a book just yet. We're going to talk about that in a second. I don't want you to mail the book right away. Uh, we'll talk about that just a second. All right, step four, block out days and time on the calendar for a meeting. Let me ask you a question, and I want you to re- – uh, Michael, yeah, Google reviews. That's fine, Mike. I don't mind Google reviews as long as you do it right and you do it graphically, right? So if I ha- make sure you take the Google review, put the stars – put it on there, make it look like it came from Google, put it on a full sheet. um, And, and yeah, I I love Google reviews or testimonials for sure. Um, You know, uh, but again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that alone. I'd probably put Google reviews on one side and I'd put like a about us or as I said, the Christmas letter or whatever, that, that piece that kind of talks about the firm and what we do and what our staff is all about. And if you have a dog in the office, you know, the name of the dog, and all that stuff. A more personalized piece. Because this is supposed to be a one-on-one interaction. It's, it's a very personalized relationship we're about to try to build. Um, so, so if you knew that you didn't have to do this forever, so you know, if you get 12 good referral sources, you, you, you probably don't have to do this very often. So if you knew you didn't have to do it forever, and you're only going to do it for 90 days, would you all like be willing to do like a, one cup of coffee a day for for 90 days. You think you could squeeze in a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, or a diet coke, whatever your deal is, uh, a day for 90 days? Yeah, I, I think that's a rhetorical question, but Patrick, thank you. Yeah, I think you I think everybody'd be willing to do it for 90 days, right? And so that's the goal. Like I just want to, I want five times a week, I want once a day, I'm gonna find a time. For, for me, it would have been in the morning, because I, I don't want it to kind of interrupt my day, because I know how hard it is for me to leave my office once I'm in it. And i imagine it's the same for you um but maybe you know you have a time where you're always downtown at court and maybe there's a better time and you can grab something in the midday and and it's there is a better time of day for you i don't know it doesn't matter but block that time off for you to meet with these people five days a week okay monday through friday all right we're gonna do this for 90 days now the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna only mail five to ten of these at a time and this is important because you won't be able to, you, remember, we're saying this week or next, right? And so we're not going to be able to, um, we don't want to send out 100 of them and then we don't have any slots available for people because that's just going to give a bad impression. So we're only going to mail five, of these le- five or 10 of these letters at a time. That's, that's important. Step six, have an assistant. Now, I say assistant, but it doesn't have to be an assistant. It could be your brother, your sister, your mother, your cousin. I don't care. Anyone but you. Uh, because uh, it's a positioning thing. Um, So anybody but you, follow up with a phone call. Now, if you don't have an assistant, obviously don't put the assistant's name. If you don't know who's going to do the follow-ups, don't put their name. Um, You could say someone from my office, a team member of mine, whatever, a legal assistant, whatever whatever you're going to say, or just say, we'll give you a holler later this week. And have them pick up the phone and follow up with a phone call. You're, if you would have just sent the letter out and said, hey, go to this link and schedule an appointment with me or call me if you're interested or whatever and relied on that and that alone, I'll tell you that this program is going to fail. Um, predominantly because, you know, of the 10 you send out, you know, only seven are opened. Of the seven are open, You know only four or five are interested and of the four or five are interested Maybe one will actually do something because they're ready right now for more referrals Because they're actually interested in what you could do for them more than what they can do for you And so it is a function of sales And so this is the sales part of this process of this system having somebody else pick up the phone and call them Okay, and their goal on the follow-up call is just schedule an appointment. Their goal is to fill the inventory Now, they don't have to be a salesperson because this isn't a sales job. They just have to be willing to pick up the phone and call attorney so-and-so or accountant so-and-so and and say, hi, I'm calling from the law offices of on behalf of of attorney Smith. Um, uh, He had sent uh, a letter to so-and-so and I'm following up on when they can get together for coffee. That's the simple script of it, right? We're not a salesperson. We're just trying to reach out, make the phone call and schedule the mutually beneficial Meeting again, it's a numbers game. Not everybody's gonna want that meeting, but some will want that meeting and the goal is Five of these a week if we do it just for 90 days Now you want to set a goal for your assistant uh, whoever's making these calls and you want to have a prize Because while they're not in sales you want to make sure that you have a reward system in place for them to uh, be able to receive something if they hit their goal it doesn't have to be much it can be a Starbucks gift card it could be a you know Olive Garden or a, you know if you want to get you know go to a steakhouse Ruth Chris or whatever whatever works you know whatever works for you but it doesn't have to be much it just has to be a prize um, because they're gonna be doing this kind of either in addition to the job they're already doing for you or they're doing it as a favor because they're your relative Um, And maybe you're paying them too, but you know put a prize in place It's super important uh, for the person who's calling and I would say That's probably a little hidden secret that you're not going to hear most people tell you Um, This is comes from my sales background and my you know my conversion background. I really believe sales does belong in a law firm um, For the right reasons and this is one of those right reasons Okay, here's the most powerful secret. Here's what most everybody else is not going to tell you to do uh, if you're, oh wait, Stephen Harry, set a goal with the referral. No, set a goal, uh, set a goal, Stephen, with your um, phone person, right? So so the goal, I should have clarified that. So the goal is, so you have an assist. anybody who followed up with a phone call, and then we're going to set a goal, and then we're going to put a prize uh, for the appointments. So if Sally in your office is, I don't know that there's a Sally in your office, Stephen, but if Sally in your office is going to make these calls for you and you set a goal of setting five appointments this week and, and Sally sets those five appointments, Sally gets a gift card, right? Um, or if Sally sets 20 appointments on the month, Sally gets, you know, something else, $100 or something. It doesn't have to be a lot. It's just, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're, how we're going to send it. Here's what your goal is. And if you hit the goal, I'm going to give you this prize. And You want to be something that they'll shoot for. But it doesn't have to be, you know, a million dollars. All right. So now the most powerful secret is this. Most people, when they set these appointments, um, don't follow up properly. So we sent something like a letter uh, or something, some kind of credibility piece in the original letter. Now we want to send something that's going to awe and amazing so on the left hand side of my screen under the purple squiggly you see um the picture of our what we call our electronic shock and awe now if you're in our world you have access to this um and so i you know i want you to make sure i mention it if you're not in our world i'm not trying to rub your nose in it um, but it's a pretty cool deal where you can you can create a magazine you can create testimonials you can put a letter you can have a video from you you can have an audio file you can have a video file and if you saw mine um, you could you could actually go to um, uh, richardjames and you can see mine if you want um, or better yet email me if you want to see what mine looks like uh, in live, and you can play it. Email me at richard at the richardjames.com. That's richard at the richardjames.com, and I'll send you the link uh, to our electronic shotgun on so you can see it. If you're in my world in Junior Partners Club or Partners Club, you already have access to your own that you can build for you, um, but you can customize this for them. But let's say that you're not in our world and you don't have access to the electronic shotgun Fine. Ah, uh, this came from Michael Carroll. Uh, this was a, this is a guy in the insurance business. Many of you might know him. Uh, he sells, uh, you know, property and casualty, and, you know insurance to um, uh, lawyers. That's his specialty. And so he wanted to meet with me about working together. And he sent me a box. And when I opened the box, a helium balloon floated out of it, and that was attached to a bag of popcorn. And underneath that was a big old cool customized handwritten. Envelope uh, that had all sorts of copy doodles on it. There was a copy of his book in there, and there was a sales letter in there, and all sorts of stuff that was building up to our meeting. This was before we had our meeting, right? And so it, he really positioned himself instantly as somebody that I wanted to talk to um, because he arrived like nobody else. Now, do you have to get a sexy with a box with a balloon in it? No, you don't. Um, but could you? Sure, you could. Um, But you could just simply use a, uh, go to Uline.com and get a a shiny silver envelope. And uh, you could stick your book in it with a cover letter saying, hey, before we met, uh, or hey, thanks for meeting me for coffee. I wanted to get this in your hands. Now, the reality is some people, the first thing lawyers are going to say to me, or first thing many lawyers say to me is, well, what about if I schedule the appointment, you know, for tomorrow for coffee? Should I still send out the package? Yes you should still send out the package because even if you, you, you're going to have the appointment before the package gets there, I still want them to come back to the office wowed by what they just received. Even if they were a referral who wasn't for you, let them pass the word about how amazing you are to other people. And they're just liable, six degrees of separation, know somebody who would be a good referral source to you. So we're going to send out this shock and awe, whether it's the electronic, well, I want to do both. The electronic version as well as the printed version. If you don't have access to the electronic version, that's fine. Um, You can use the printed version, whether it's something as fancy as a box with a balloon in it, um, or something as simple as a silver envelope from Uline. It's like a bubble envelope with your book or a CD or tchotchkes or something stuffed in it that makes it stand out. Even if it's nothing more than your folder. Uh, with some testimonials and a bunch of your tchotchkes and pens, um, um, so you know whatever it is that that makes you special. Ron Morton sent me um, well, he sent me some some scotch and a bourbon, I mean, um, and which I really appreciated for for uh, helping him teach a law class once. But he also sent me little koozies and he sent me. Um, uh, A a mug and a bunch of like stuff from his firm. I've got it all over my house, right? And he plays off the Morton salt theme, which is kind of cool. So whatever it is that you have You just you want to make sure you utilize it and send it out before this meeting again If you happen to have the meeting before uh, this gets there, that's okay. Still send it. Okay Uh, let's see What about reminders? Oh good. Let's talk about that so you'll notice one of the things I wanted to say, Karina, is inside of this step, it says reminder sequence to include, right? So I love that you picked up on that. Um, so what's vital is if it were me, I would have a, well, just like all of you, right? So if you're in my, if you're in, if you're a client of mine um in our world, you received reminders about this meeting. If maybe this is your first time in our world, you might have, because we wanted to make sure you got here, You might have received several reminders about this meeting. Some of them would have been a text message reminder. And so you want to make sure that you're reminding the person about the meeting, just like a dentist appointment or anything else. The reason why isn't because you don't trust that they're not going to show up. Referral partners are likely going to show up uh, most of the time. However, uh, the reason why you want to make sure you do it is that you show them how you treat Any referral that comes through the funnel. So they're going to experience the way in which you treat your prospective clients, because the way that you treat them is the way they'll expect that you will treat others, right? And so it's the way you do some things is the way you do all things. That's the premise that this comes under. So Fran, it's a great question. Ahmad, a question for later, maybe. Would your organization be willing to set up this process for? <laughs> no, <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, so, so uh, Ahmad is asking a question Would I do this as a done for you service? You know, I, I used to do that a long time ago. We would uh, we'd actually run done-for-you services, and um, we've left that world. We don't do that anymore. You don't know who I am or what we do. We only empower uh, like-minded entrepreneurial attorneys to help you understand how to do this yourself. And we believe in the power of a peer group and, and developing and learning information on a daily, weekly, and quarterly basis. And so, no, we don't do it for you. It's not a service I'm selling. Um, this is something I'm con- con- teaching you to do. It's a system you can set up in your office in a really easy way. Uh, sorry I after one. Warn- yeah, no worries. Uh, we'll we'll get you a complete copy of it Howard Just look for the email to go out in a couple of days. We're gonna have the transcript done for you So you'll have the uh, the the uh, you'll have the slides you'll have the the video and we'll we'll have the transcript for you, too so um, you're, Yeah, no worries about it. I I I, listen, I I know it's imp- I know I too wish I could just pay firms to do a bunch of stuff for me It's just not always possible um, and this is one of those times like, I really think it needs to be done in-house to be done right. I've seen other firms try to do it for, for, for folks, and I just don't know how well it works. So, okay, step nine. Um, this is, when you're at the meeting, okay, this is important. When you're at the meeting, you have to ask this question, okay? And this is, this is a referral question that I did not write. It's been given to me, passed down through generation to generation. But really what the question you want to ask is, what does a good referral for your firm look like? So when you can say it however you feel comfortable, but basically it's, hey, you know, John, if, if I was gonna send your firm a referral, what would a good referral look like? Now, here's the reason why you want to ask that question. There's two re- answers to that. One is because you want to know like what kind of clients he's looking for to see if you come across them very often. Um, and, and two, and this is the really, really important reason why you wanna ask this question, you want them to ask the question in reverse to you if they don't ask the question in reverse to you you know you've probably got a taker on your hands now i'm not judging them Um, i'm just suggesting that they're not in the mode where they're thinking about how to give you referrals they're thinking about just taking referrals from you it may be because their business is slow um, or they're just starting off Um, it may be because they weren't educated to ask that question Um, i wouldn't uh, you know, if they don't ask it, I, I would. I have been in these meetings where I have said, you know, after uh, some time went by and they didn't ask me the question, I've said, hey, w- w- would it be interesting to you to know what a good referral looks like for me? And uh, and I see how they react. Um, but just know that if they don't ask that question in return, it's, it's a red flag. Um, and that goes to the numbers game we're going to talk about in, in just a minute here. Okay. So let's go to step number 10. Um I'm glad you like the transcript, Karina. I, I agree. I, I can read faster than I can watch. I watch all my, listen to all my podcasts on two times speed. I watch all the videos for education on two times speed. I'm a, I'm, I would prefer to read over listen or watch, but I do like wish, listening or watch. When I do, I, I, I listen to it as if I'm listening to chump, ch, uh, chipmunks. All right. Step number 10, we have to follow up, right? You all know my saying, uh, when it comes to unconverted leads, we follow up until they buy, die, or unsubscribe. I covered that in one of my past webinars. Um, in this case, we're, we're not thinking that way. These are referral sources. They didn't reach out for your help, so we're, so we're literally soliciting a meeting with them. So we're not following up until they buy, die, or unsubscribe. Um, but we are going to follow up in a couple of key ways. One, with the letter sent, So, you know, the person who's making the phone calls, it's important to know that they they shouldn't just send, you know, make one phone call and it should be done. Um, They should, if you have the email address, and sometimes email addresses are harder to come by, but as they call the, the practice and they find out that they left a message for somebody or whatever, if they can get the email address for them so they can send an email address and tell them who they are and what they're trying to accomplish, oftentimes you can schedule things through email. Uh, pretty quickly, especially in these type of social referral interactions. Um, and and also that if y- 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 you want to continue to make phone calls. phone calls is is still the number one way to get through to people. and so don't just like take the first you know roadblock that steps in your way. you got a voicemail, they weren't in the office they they said they're busy right now, whatever. don't take that as the Um, no, it's just not right now. Now, if they say no, because remember, they didn't raise their hand. If they say, look, no, and and you don't mind, can you stop calling me? I'm just really slammed and I don't have any time for this. You need to take them off your list. You're not, you're not following up with a referral until they buy, die, or unsubscribe because, uh, you could get your bad name for yourself out there and you don't want to do that. But um, we do want to follow up uh, until we get a no or we schedule an appointment, you know and, and that's sometimes people are hard to get a hold of especially if your referral partners if you're your PI attorney and your referral partners are um, orthopedic surgeons or Chiropractors or sometimes they're hard to get a hold of um, And so you want to make sure you you uh, respect their scenario follow up politely and and lay off when they say no um, and then uh, after that, after you develop the list or you've met with them for coffee, so you you can you want to break this up into categories, right? So you want to think about this just like we're thinking about a lead to an extent. So it's there are those referrals we have on the list that we never met with, and then there are those referrals that we have on the list that we met with, that we ended up building a relationship with. And then there's those that we met with that we didn't build a relationship with and maybe we didn't build a relationship with them because they were not qualified And we probably don't want to communicate with them any any longer for whatever reason But maybe they are qualified and they just weren't a fit right now But they they swim in the world in which they may know other people who are good for you We want to make sure we follow up with them with a regular maybe it's a monthly email maybe it's your e-zine your newsletter Um, We do want to follow up with phone calls if it's uh, somebody you've built a relationship with you probably want to call them Yeah, I would suggest you swap text messages every now and then friend them on Facebook through social media You know build a relationship all the things if you find somebody you want to build a relationship with build a relationship with them that's the point we're not making friends you're gonna have to go have go friday night dinners with you probably don't have time for more friends as it is but you do want to build a relationship with them so let's build that relationship but if there are people who you didn't uh build a relationship with or they are on your list and you couldn't schedule a call with yet listen put them on your newsletter list right um, if, you send, if you write articles for a local uh, magazine or you write articles for a local newspaper, some of you have articles you write for newspapers or your, or your real estate publication or whatever, whatever you do that you create content, uh, put, the, put the article in the mail and mail it out to those referral partners. It's just a drip, maybe once a month. Um, whatever it is that you have that you do that you, you believe would be beneficial to them, You know, you could do it all through LinkedIn or social media, but I I still think there's some real advantage to good old-fashioned direct mail. So you're you're building this universe of this list. You're bifurcating the list into had coffee, didn't have coffee. And then from the had coffee, you're bifurcating that further into built a relationship, didn't build a relationship. And we're building ways to follow up afterwards. Um, I think a lot of people you'll hear talk about this idea of follow-up um, I, uh, but I, I don't think a lot of people actually do it. Um, and this is where a good quality marketing system comes into place. We're going we're to talk about that on another webinar. Okay, so that's the 10-step series. Okay, Michael Packard. I'm a PI attorney, and my deal referral sources likely already have other PI lawyers they refer to. That's okay. Yeah, so so first of all, um, Michael, that I get it. Um, yeah, every chiropractor. Well, I don't know who you're. If you're talking about a chiropractor, or you're doing uh, talking about other types of referral sources. But regardless, they every PI attorney probably wants a, the same referral source. And so, how do you separate yourself from them? So that's the first thing you have to ask yourself: uh, medical providers, other attorneys. Okay, so I would go back to the step number eight where I talked about the shock and awe. So one of the keys to this is you realizing that the purpose for this is separating you from your competition. Because yeah, if you're an aggressive market like PI, um, what's gonna happen is your referral sources are likely gonna be sought after by other people as well. And so you wanna arrive like nobody else. That's why I want the credibility piece. Uh, In the initial letter that's why I want the shock and awe package to go out. That's why when I Either I meet with them or don't meet with them or afterwards I want to build a follow-up sequence that they hear from me regularly for one reason I want you to just naturally segregate yourself from everybody else not saying anything bad about everybody else, but just separating yourself from the pack and and two um, I really want you to be constantly in their face because there may come a time when one of the referral sources disappoints a client they referred to. And when that happens, they're gonna be looking for other referral sources. And when that happens, you wanna be the one that's at top of mind. So it may not be as easy for you, it may not be as uh, clear cut goal mining for you because you have a lot of competition, but if you separate yourself uh, from the competition by using the tools I gave you today, I think you'll find that you will schedule appointments are the other thing I, you should know is most other people who have referral sources they're not out there building relationships with those referral sources and so they're letting those relationships go stale all right let's talk to do the math so here's what we were talking about okay um, yes Amy I will send out a recording um, with a transcript and um, a recording and transcript. So uh, take me a couple days, right? So we'll send this recording, have it transcribed, and we'll take the, the recording of this, and we'll upload it. You're welcome. Um, okay, so uh, th- this is the math behind it. So we have a 12-week campaign. We're going to schedule five coffee appointments per week because we all committed we could do that for 12 weeks. Uh, four of them are going to show. One guy or gal is going to just, they're not going to hear They're going to get called into court. They're going to get whatever. They're going to have a patient, an emergency. They can't come. Uh, three aren't worth your time. They're just like, you know, they're good They were great to meet them and they may know circles of influence, but they just they were new at the game They didn't they been in business a long time um, They're the wrong, you know, you thought they were the right fit, but they were the wrong fit, whatever it was uh, Or they you know, they were a jackass in which case you don't want them as a referral source because they're probably gonna send you clients that are Jackasses. Sorry, it's just the truth. Um, uh, and um, I'm gonna get another Kicking the rear end for my wife for cursing on the show. Sorry. Anyway, um, one, you're going to launch a relationship with. Um, So you want to make sure that you're looking for one a week. So we do one a week. We can get 12 over the course of 12 weeks. So if we send 10 letters, schedule five appointments, um, meet with four people, find one good one, Uh, you'll end up with 12 of these in 12 weeks are there factors that can affect this sure you could miss the mark on who your right referral source is, and you could have you could have guessed wrong and after you have coffee with them you realize they're not the best referral sources or you can drill more precisely down onto the referral sources that work best for you and you can have three meetings and you build three appointments a, a week or three good referral sources a week rather than one it doesn't matter if, but if you build these referral sources, what's going to happen is these are leverage points, right? This is the old Amway stuff, right? If You ever were younger and, and somebody got you in an Amway meeting they, you know The question was what's two plus two, right? Everybody says four. No two plus two is six because two people uh, Each know two people and so those two people that they know and those two people equal six, right? Well, that's what this is. You're not trying to get one referral from one person. You're trying to re- build a referral source and they will send you multiple referrals if they know, like, and trust you and think you're going to treat their clients well. That's why you micromanage the experience with them just like you micromanage the experience um, with your uh, clients or your prospects. All right. You're welcome, Mark. So exciting to go. No worries, Karina. Okay. So we are at the end. Um, If you... Listen, if you want a more deep dive, we do schedule uh, personalized practice growth plans if you're, if you're new to our world and you wanted to schedule a personalized practice growth plan where my team will do a deep dive for you and help you understand referrals in your business or your perfect client life cycle or whatever. We don't charge for it. We usually schedule it for 20 minutes, but I tell you to block out an hour because if you've got lots of questions, we'll have lots of answers, um, and you can do that at therichardjames.com forward slash PPGP. That's therichardjames.com forward slash PPGP. If you have questions, um, I'm here to answer them. Otherwise, it's three minutes after the hour, uh, and I can end at any time. Um, so I, I hope you hope this, you found this helpful. If you want new referral sources, this certainly is a system that will work for you if you're willing to work the system. You're welcome, Amy. You're welcome, Michael. Okay, so uh, no questions. I'm going to give it a go on once, go on twice, go on three times if you have any questions. All right, folks, my name is Richard James. I love building your practice better one system at a time. Oh, what about the book question? Daryl, what about the book question you asked? Hang on, Christopher. Maybe it went so fast I missed it. So let's see. Let me get it up. Hang on. Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. Do you think the book idea is a little... No, the book idea... No, no, oh. Okay, so, Christopher, what's your practice area? It was nice seeing you too, Mark. Personal injury and criminal defense. Yeah. So, Christopher, um, how many times will you, let's say uh, the average client, how many times will you serve the average client in in your personal injury or your criminal defense on average? you serve them once or do you serve them multiple times? Of all the clients you've ever served, you served on average once or multiple times? In criminal defense, multiple times, and PI, rarely in PI. That's right. Here's my point. Um, and But sometimes it happens, I get it. So here's the thing. It's saturated because we think it's saturated, right? Um, But the definition of saturation is really diminishing returns. And so every time I have an attorney tell me that the book is saturated, and listen, more people are using the book now than 10 years ago when I started using it, okay? I've been using a book in my marketing for 10 years, and it works. But um, most people, uh, more people know about it now than they did 10 years ago. More people are talking about it. But the definition of saturated is diminishing returns. So if I'm using the book in my marketing and I notice that the um, Amount of returns that I I was receiving now as compared to the returns I was receiving like a year ago is going down Well, maybe I'm seeing diminishing returns in the book is being saturated But what I find is the saturation is typically in us so me personally like, I have had the same video running for a conversion tool for me for uh, almost a decade. And I am so sick and tired of that video. And I think that I should change it all the time. And every time I change it, my conversion goes down. Every time. But every time I think, it, you know, it doesn't work, or I'm sick of it, I think it's saturated because everybody else is saying the same thing. But the reality is when I go to try to change it with something else, nothing else works as well. I had an attorney who said to me, um, hey, you know what? I just don't really want to run the book ad anymore. And this book was generating them, you know, an average of a lead for every $35 to $40. And um, it was working out really well for them. Cost per client acquisition was around $350 to $400. And they kept saying to me, you know, the book is just not, work. it's just not, it's saturated. Everybody knows about it. Everybody I talk to tells me about it. And therein lies the problem. But I always go back to the math. And so I just say, okay, that's great. I don't argue. I just say, let's pull the report. How many leads do we generate? What are the ad costs? What's our cost per lead? How many clients do we generate out of that? And, and uh, does it, is it working or not working? If it is working, the rule is we don't change it. Now, in the referral marketing, what I think you're going to find, Christopher, is that your, your referral partners, most of them don't have a book. Or if they have a book they might have an e-book they don't have a printed book and if they have either of those they're not actually using it in their marketing and if they receive a book from you um they've actually received the book from you and they are and they have a book they look at you as a peer and an equal and anybody who sends them marketing that's not using a book they look down on so I have lots of reasons to use the book and None to not use the book, but if you can prove to me that the book is saturated in the in the area We're talking about mathematically by all means look for it. Let's look for a different medium uh, Let's see Thank you Cool Um in Pensacola. We should go for coffee. Oh, there you go. Good. I love it. <laughs> you guys are already making referrals. I love it um, All right, any questions? Love it. I hope you like Zoom. I like, uh, I like the Zoom platform. I'm digging it. I, like, uh, I think it's easier to use. I think I'm going to keep using it. I used uh, GoToMeeting for a while. Again, my name is Richard James. If you have any questions, uh, if you have follow-ups, you can email me, richard at the RichardJames.com. Happy to uh, answer you. Um, wow, that's weird. Um, oh, that, that was a private message to me. I think that was from my wife. She said, I love you. That's good to hear. Uh, that's nice. I love you too, sweetheart. All right, everybody. Uh, by the way, if you're married and you're couples, uh, my wife and I have been working together for 30 years, right? She's my East Coast Italian bride. Uh, I, I can say to you, congratulations on having the the uh, courage to work together as husband and wife. And I can say uh, my condolences for having the courage to work together as husband and wife. Because there's good days and there's bad days. The good thing is today is a good day. All right, folks. Make it a great day. Build your firm better one system at a time. Talk to you again next time. You're welcome, David.